listening to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by your usual hosts, uh, Josh Hartley, Ben Porter and Charlotte Porter. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing well. We're all right. Enjoying the sun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been about 20 degrees. Someone Glasgow. was telling me that it was warmer in Glasgow than Ibiza today. Well, uh, my, my folks are in Telford and apparently it was bucketing today. So Delightful. So I was winding my dad up, like, you know, well, it was, you know, it was so hot here. I had to water your plants for you, you know. Just oh, to, how'd, how'd he water take plants? Just to make him feel a bit better. How'd, yeah, he, right. how'd he take that? Our plants will die. He was, uh, he wasn't too pleased. But... Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, Al. Yeah. <laughs> you always feel he, better. When... He, he would be doing the same to you, though, to be fair. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, we've got quite a bit to cover today. Yeah. So, this yeah. this is going to be the um, last episode we record before the big UK Games Expo. For the biggie. Uh, so, uh, I think we're going to spend quite a bit of time talking about what we're looking forward to seeing at the uh, convention. Um, we've also got another little bit of uh, bits and pieces of news to chat about. Yes, we but, do. But, we've got a shout out. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. Our latest Patreon, a Mr. Tom Mannering, yes. who uh, attentive listeners will know he's been on the show twice. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Mannering. Uh, I almost called him Captain Mannering there, but he just yeah. out of that Dad's Army reference. Yes. Uh, Everyone's going to think that he's paying us to come on the show now. I'm I'm open to the idea of receiving money to get people on the show. So. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. On a more serious note, now that we we're, we're I think through the Patreon we're taking in about fifty dollars a month, yep. mm-hmm. which is way more than, than we ever yeah. ever imagined. Fifty dollars so, more than I ever yeah. imagined. So because of that, we we've added some more goals mm-hmm. to the Patreon. So if you're maybe dithering about backing us, maybe have a look at the goals and see if you could get behind some of them uh, i think one of the goals we've got which is quite far off is that if we can take in some more money charlotte could uh, reduce her hours at her, at her day job to do a bit more work on a lucky frog even and, more i've already reduced my hours at work yeah to be able mm-hmm. to focus on the podcast so i think it's 200 dollars we set that at yeah, yeah. so 200 dollars a month means that i could go down even more and that way be able to do more work. Yeah, mm-hmm. which in a roundabout way also improves Unlucky yep. Frog as a whole. So yep. if you want to see the the channel grow and flourish, the podcast, the the blog, all of the stuff that we're working towards, your support, no matter how small it is, helps. Yep. Yes. Yep. Please give us your money. Yeah, there we and go. in return, we give you things too. That yeah. the, so that's what the, it's all about. Too long did not read version there. <laughs> <from Josh. laughs> But our rewards are really good, so we send stuff out to you. Um, even our minimal payment of $1 gets a shout-out on the podcast and you get immortalised on the wall of fame on the website. There you yes. go. Or $10 gets you a T-shirt. And dice. As well. And dice. And, and dice. And dice. Exactly. So, um, there we go. Yep. So, uh, thank you again, Tom. Uh, and we will... Uh, well, I'll be catching up with him on Tuesday for Pathfinder, so yep. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you then. But um, now that now that we've uh, announced that, uh, before we get into the meat of the episode with UK Games Expo, been a little bit of a development with Games Workshop and one of the new products that they're launching. Yeah. So Ben, why don't you you 
talk us through that. Yep, so it's a pretty busy season for Games Workshop at the moment. They're churning out the announcements, mm-hmm. which, um, again, what, one of the things we've said is that the their approach to business and to interacting with their customers has seen a massive turnaround over the, the past year mm. or so, um, most of it due to... A, change in leadership mm-hmm. from the upper echelons of the company um, and most of it's been pretty much all of it's been to the to the better mm-hmm. of the, to the betterment of the the company and the the community surrounding these games but what one of the things that they announced quite recently is that they are going to be producing two novels for uh, children and I say say children and not young adults because these novels are going to be aimed at 8 to 12 year olds specifically right. so it's it's pretty much primary school kids yeah they're yeah. aiming for with this um they're called warhammer adventures mm-hmm. and there's going to be one in the age of sigmar setting mm-hmm. and then one in the 40k setting um and unlike the other warhammer fiction mm-hmm. these stories are going to be told from the perspective of children in each of these respective settings and from what we've seen and what Games Workshop have said the desired outcome from this is that they can engage children in the the hobby in a way that is suitable to them mm-hmm. because don't know if you've read any of the Black Library books not for kids No, I, I, I didn't think a book all about fascism and war would be uh, yeah. for and children they were, they were saying which I thought was quite funny on the article where they announced this release, that um, as good as the the Horus Heresy is, they can see how parents would be a bit reluctant to have their children read that, yes. because it is a story about nine sons destroying their dad's empire. Yep, yep. That, that concerning to parents from a number of different uh, <laughs> angles. Yeah. So so what, what's been the uh, fan reaction to this? Mixed. Mixed. That that's pretty much the response to every Games Workshop announcement. To be fair, Aye. it is the hobby that fans love to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it's expected, you know. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're watering down the hobby and all this," you know, because because of course was that you? It was that your neck beard voice? No, my, my neck beard voice. But ah, they're watering down the hobby. All right, okay. Yeah, a bit more nasal, I think. Okay. I think I think the 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 gravelier voice I did before gives them a bit too much credit. Mm. Fair, yeah, fair. Um, um, so, <clears throat> a lot of it's the standard criticism of people moaning about it being, you know, the hobby's going to get watered down, or you know, like, and like some people have reacted to it in quite a tongue-in-cheek way. You know, like um, they they took the meme from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. On on the one hand, you've got um, on the plate. The text says uh, a new way for uh, new customers to interact with the hobby, and then the the guy throwing the pasta is existing Games Workshop fans. Yeah, yeah. And then they just launch it across the room, not interested in it. Um, so that that that's been a fairly expected reaction mm-hmm. to. It's like we say that I do think that they are a minority those people, but the, but they're, they're very, a vocal minority, very very vocal minority. But one of the reactions that I hadn't quite anticipated, if I'm being truthful, um, people have raised concerns, um, particularly about the 40k setting, because for anyone that's not familiar with the 40k setting, everyone's a bastard in 40k. Yeah, there's no such thing as a good guy in that in yeah. that universe. They, I mean, basically. Uh, well, the de facto good guys, the Space Marines, are actually armies of uh, 
eugenics uh, space Nazis. Yeah, uh, the the Imperium of Man. Uh, I mean, if you you look at the uh, the the commissars, the the offers, sorry, the officers, and mm. the Imperial Guard, they've mm. got skulls on the peaked caps and everything. They're space Nazis. Everyone's a nasty person. Uh, maybe not appropriate for kids then. That seems to be what uh, some people are arguing. I don't know. Like uh, we we were talking about this before we came on the podcast, and the 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 comparison I immediately jumped to was, and albeit I think I think these books are aimed at maybe slightly older, maybe more like the ten to fourteen year olds, but the Hunger Games books, right? That's I mean that that is. Uh, a series of books that is about a weekend-long fight to the death of children, and uh, there's a totalitarian regime in there, and a brutally totalitarian regime in there to uh, to boot as well. Well, the thing that I raised on that was mm. actually, I mean, because obviously we don't know what the stories are going to look like quite yet. No. We don't know how they're going to play out. Now, obviously, in the, uh, the Hunger Games, the lead of the book takes down the regime. Mm-hmm. Spoilers! <laughs> God, I was looking forward to that bit as well. <laughs> don't think that's going to be happening. Um, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't think a bunch of eight-year-olds are going to no, take down the Imperium. But to be able to man. see what it's like no. to live, mm. like yeah. you know, to take it from the everyday view of an everyday person living under this regime, living, you know... And it's a fair point, isn't it? Because... There, there are there are a number of stories that have a- approached um, life in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. and th- there are accounts of German officers and soldiers that stuck their neck out yeah. mm-hmm. to help people as much as they could. Yep. Under the boot of the regime, and I guess just because the Imperium of Man is an evil institution doesn't necessarily mean that every character under it is. Oh, that's true. That's true. So, at the same time, though, it doesn't necessarily mean that what we could be getting here with these books is two separate canons. Yes. Um, Comics have done it plenty. I mean, Disney have done it with the Avengers because you've got, like, the big, goofy, heroic proportion cartoony Mm. Avengers and then you've got the really dark, sinister stuff that happens in... In those movies, that... yeah, you've also and Games Workshop do it already. Where you've got uh, the um, you've got the Age of Sigma universe, and you've got the Blood Bowl yeah. fantasy universe, where yeah. differences are settled by Amer- like yeah. American football, which always was an alternate version of yeah. the old yes. world. I mean, the, the the teams have the same names as a lot of the, set- mm. the settlements in the old world. The other thing about appropriateness for children that we did raise as well was grim fairy tales. Yeah, they're pretty dark. So there's an old woman who lives in a forest who eats kids. Pretty nasty. That's not to say that because the Brothers Grimm no. put what they did into children's stories that that should be used as a benchmark for what's appropriate. It definitely shouldn't. No. Um, because what, one of the other things, I don't know if anyone knows this, but um, Rapunzel actually falls pregnant in the original yeah. story. Oh. And can't fit back into her dress. So there's a whole... Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, w- w- do we know when the these books are even coming out yet? I think they're shooting for next year. Okay. This is a very early announcement. Um it it's written the the authors um that are working on them have previously worked on the Star Wars franchise. Right. Um, 
That's another example of a franchise that has loads of diff- like an entire it's spectrum just, yeah. of tone. Yeah. Right. And yeah. appeals to people of all ages. Yeah, you've got religious extremists in there. Mm-hmm. You've got um you've got an- another fascist regime in yeah. there. Lots uh, lots of space Nazis. I thought all you were different referring ty- to the fans. I was so confused there for a minute. No, although <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Anyway, okay. Um, uh, Jar Jar Binks oh. shouldn't be exposed to anyone yeah. ever. Yeah, and he's in kids' stories. Yeah, so think of that. Yeah, think about. So that. I think, uh, but on a more serious note, I think that I, I do think there's a lot of overreaction at the moment. It's still early days. We mm-hmm. need to see what they come out with. By all means, if you've got concerns, um, talk about them. We'd love to hear from you, whatever you think about this. But I, I really don't see it being a problem. Well, the other thing that I've seen on Twitter actually is the total opposite where i've seen a lot of people quite excited that it gives them a medium to be able to engage with their kids yeah something that they can share the hobby with you know through and that's you know that they they find that really and that's the bottom line there's a lot of children who play this hobby yeah you know so if anything i'm surprised they haven't done books marketed to them already i'm I'm actually a bit annoyed at just how much some people underestimate the intelligence of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, children are impressionable, but like we were, when we were talking about this before we came on the podcast, adults are impressionable as well. Yep, the average kid's probably smarter than me. So there, you go. there we go. Heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, um, and I was talking to my parents about this sort of thing. Like getting off topic a little bit for a minute here. I think by the time you're twelve. As much as it would be nice if you didn't have to know about all these bad things that happen mm-hmm. in the world, you're going to high school, and if you don't hear it from your parents first, you're going to hear it when you're in high school, mm-hmm. in the playground, off of an older kid, mm-hmm. or your creepy little friend that everyone had. We all had one. Yeah, everyone had Yeah, that, Yeah, like that the burned porn onto DVDs for everyone else. Was a bit that of, wasn't my friend. I don't it was know a bit of. He, he wasn't. He wasn't my friend, but like he was a friend of a friend. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and he was burning porn onto onto CD ROMs for everyone. Charlotte's not impressed. <laughs> if you cannot, if you can't tell by that silence, Charlotte is not impressed. But uh, yeah, we need to we need to chat about UK Games Expo. So uh, we put up our uh, little preview blog. Yep. Uh, that we worked on, and th- this kind of covers like the, the the things that we're most excited about. But um, w- I mean, for you guys, what what are going to be the highlights? Do you think? I know for me, like if I'm honest, I really want to just experience the whole thing. And mm. I know that seems a bit of a cop out, but I just I really I have no I have no idea what to expect myself. Mm-hmm. All I've heard is from other people. Yeah, and it just seems to have blown my mind already. So I can't wait to just go and be open to the experience. Um, so there were a couple of people that we did miss at Aircon that I made a point of reaching out to um, to say, look, we're going to be here. We never saw mm-hmm. you. I think, actually, we didn't get to go to Sinister Fish because uh, I play Red. We're all over them. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to get in there first and Cat can get in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, I, well, I, I really want to try Villages. I yeah. mean, it combines... As I said in the blog, combines two things. I love uh, drafting and making money. Yep. I love both in games. In games. Well, I'm, I'm kind of partial to making money in real life as well, but that's that, who isn't. Can you draft in real life? Um, I don't know how that would work. I suppose that's like PE. 
like where you you've got the the, yeah. the the team captain and then they they take the draft well, of it, the rest of the kids except it, i was always last oh it's, it's how a lot of the american sports teams oh yeah the nfl have the draft players, yeah. i'd pick you first josh oh thank you i, I wouldn't that but it'd be a pity prob- pick. probably fair what <laughs> don't pity pick me <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm, I'm, Kick him while he's down. I know. I'm. I'm just feeling sad now. <laughs> well, Guys, I, well, can't, I can't. I can't do this episode anymore. Well, right. Let's try and cheer you up. What are you excited yes, for? Right? What am I excited for? So, um, I really want to catch up with Paiser. Yeah. I really want to see what they've been. Well, one what they've released uh, recently has been Starfinder. This is the science fiction role-playing game that they've uh, developed and released. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Really want to see what that's like and give it a go. What I'm most intrigued about is Pathfinder 2. Ah. And this is going to be the first event in the UK where you can get a chance to give it a go as well. So I'm intrigued to see what's different, you know. Not not just what's different from the previous iteration of Pathfinder, Mm -hmm. but what they're doing to further distinguish it from D and D I think is is what I'm yeah. interested in seeing. Especially because D and D has just rocketed in popularity. I over think the fifth past edition, year. yeah, has uh, has really boosted it a lot. Um so uh, the Paizo guys I'm really interested to see. A lot of a lot that I'm intrigued. Like I don't know whether I'm gonna like it or not, but it yeah. sounds really interesting. You're just like hmm. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. yes. Hmm. So yeah. uh Wizama. Uh, this French start. Uh, forgive me, guys, if you're not a startup company, but my my understanding is that they're just getting started with this product, and what they've done is they've developed a board game console. Right. So if you picture, um, it looks a bit like a you know an iPad, a tablet, computer. So it's got like a LCD screen, touch interface, but what it also has uh, are peripherals that work with it. So you've got like um, pawns, um, cards, a dice that all work together with it. And the idea is that you, you buy this console and it comes loaded or you, you'll be able to buy and download additional board games. And the reason... That I, I found it interesting because the inspiration behind it was uh, these guys, their children, uh, were not as engaged with board games anymore. They just wanted to play on, the, on their iPads. So they thought, right, well, why don't we try and... Cross, cross the streams, if you will. Don't cross the streams. No, except except maybe this stream. These thing. these streams maybe should be crossed. So I, I, for me though, it's going to rest on it's going to rest on two things. One, will it actually work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you know, for each really good bit of new tech, two, there's... will Monopoly be preloaded on it? Well, I, I think they've developed their own games so far, like to demonstrate it. Yeah. Um, That's a joke, by the way. Yeah, no one cares about that. No, Monopoly. Some uh, people do, Ben. Some people do. Some people need to play a better game, like Chinatown. Chinatown's amazing. Yeah, uh, we we can talk about Chinatown till the cows come home. But um, yes, uh, the uh, the second thing for me will be price. Right, because it's a neat idea, yeah. but if this thing's going to cost five hundred pounds, then I'm out. Yeah. Right, if it's costing two hundred and fifty, I mean, I think I'm out at that point as well. To be frank, so what Wizama are bringing to UK Games Expo are the prototypes. Okay. They're not selling any, 
Uh, I don't even think they've announced a price yet or anything like that. But this is this is just a, um, a proof of concept, I suppose. So I'm really interested to try that out and see how well they've developed that and uh, in how well it blurs the lines between board game and video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, along those blurring lines, mm-hmm. one of the things I think I'm most excited for is Age of Sigmar Champions. Yes. Um, uh, as a massive fan of the Age of Sigmar IP, right away it's grabbed my interest. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I do love a collectible card game, and I think the fact that they're they're not just letting you play this online. They've got some pretty spectacular animations where you like in the little video that mm. we saw, you had like the dudes actually like climbing up out of the the cards. Yeah, which so, is really neat. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really excited to see how that plays, uh, and I think we should hopefully. Get... Uh, what what again? The other thing that's intrigued me is they're very thin on detail at the moment, yeah. and I think they I think uh, UK Games Expo is going to be one of their big reveals. Yeah, basically. So interesting. Well, they are hosting a sort of dedicated place, yeah. release, aren't they? So yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing that yeah. as well. I suppose as well on the further down this line of technology is Geek and Sun will be um, showcasing their new um, tables mm. with the, the screens. I've and seen they, them, yeah. I'm look quite amazing. excited. Because I know that when we were talking, um, when we got to play on a Geek and Sun table recently, we were talking yeah. about, oh, what if? What if it had this? What if it had that? Yeah. Could you do this? Could you do that? And then, lo and behold. They've done it. Yeah. They've, they've only gone and done they've it. only just gone and done it. Yeah. So I'm quite excited to see that. They look absolutely stunning, that, those tables yeah. as well. They are very, nice very expensive. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford one. Maybe. But maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, one day. Um, maybe that could be our next Patreon goal. <laughs> buy us a geek, a geek <laughs> and sun table. Sure, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure people will love that, that their money's all going towards oh, it could have for... it, it could have our logo on it. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, sold. Yeah, or Geek and Son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is we're we're all quite excited for this new edition of Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. They got some awesome new models coming out for it. You know, like they've got the the new uh, Stormcast wizards and the paladins, mm-hmm. and then you've got all this amazing new Night Haunt stuff that they're bringing out mm-hmm. as well. But Games Workshop are the main sponsor for this year. So yeah, they're, they're one of the main three because I think Catan yeah. are one of the other ones and as well. I think considering the fact that the UK Games Expo is, I think, officially the third biggest analog gaming show in the world now. Yeah, so behind what Adepticon and Essen. Behind Essen and Gencon. Gencon, I beg your Gen pardon. Con, yeah. yeah. Um, so you would think, surely to goodness that is a prime opportunity for them to reveal some new stuff. Maybe the contents of the box set that they will inevitably release. Box set, and then I think quite possibly also some brand new announcements that yeah. that haven't even been hinted at. Um, I think the, we're probably going to hear a bit more news about Shadespire here mm-hmm. as well, because I dare say they're planning to um, adopt that living rule set. Mm-hmm approach that they have to 40k and Age of Sigmar 
and we're going to see new war bands and new rules coming out mm-hmm. for that all the time. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I'm also really looking forward to seeing Village Attacks. Yeah. yeah. Because this was one that I saw on Kickstarter a while back, but I just wasn't in a position to back it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that way where I saw it at the time and I thought it was a really cool idea playing the sort of hammer horror monsters mm-hmm. trying yeah. to defend your your den from the the mob mm-hmm. of, of villagers. Yeah, that's such a cool idea. And um, do you know, the idea that I think is really cool is all the Hammer Horror monsters living in one house and like some sort of weird American sitcom. Horror house. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like yeah. Some weird fraternity. Yeah. Aye. Like Frankenstein just walks in the door and the crowd cheers. Yeah. Like, like he'd he'd be the he'd be like the meathead jock type. He's guy, the Fonz, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey. He's, hey. A leather jacket. Hey. On. Yeah. There we are. The the vampire would be like the the sort of sardonic, dry wit type guy, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's the sort of cynical guy, but you know, you 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 kind of rooting for him. Aye, the Chandler Bing, if you will. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So Frankenstein's Joey Tribbiani and the vampires yeah. Chandler Bing living in a flat together. Why it's not? amazing. Why not? Yeah. Right, right. New TV series. Let's, Let's do, do this. Yeah. So HBO, you, if you want to get in touch with us, yeah, there we are. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, we we can we're, we, we can, can talk. pitch ideas. Yeah. You know, I I've, I've got fifty more like that. Yeah. Just right, just right off the cuff. We can talk all you know, day. Don't you don't like him? We can just move on. Yeah. That's fine. You know. Yeah. But really looking forward to that game. Quite a fresh concept. And as I say, it fell off my radar for a long time. Like, I, you know that way where you see a game and then mm. you, you forget the name of it and all that. Yeah. And you're trying to describe it to people. It's like, I saw this thing about six months ago and it looked really cool. And you were you could play as a vampire and you're defending your home. Mm. But I can't remember what it was called. And then it just pops up. Yeah. Again, and I'm like, oh great, and it's it's coming to retail soon, so I I'm really excited to play that one. Yes, yeah, definitely going to give that a go. And it's it's cooperative, which we love. Yes. So. Yeah. Speaking of cooperative, um, the new Fallout game yes. is going to be there as yeah. well. Yeah. So so this is an interesting one because it's it's quite unlike a lot of the other miniatures games, in that. There's several different ways to play it, several different game modes. Mm. Um, it, I think it's been designed with an emphasis on campaign play. Yes. And and as you as you say, there's apparently rules to to play it cooperatively. There's like full AI rules, and and you mm-hmm. can essentially build a settlement. From, That's cool. From the stuff that you accrue yeah. throughout the campaign, and then you're working, and then you've you've got this sort of tower defense mode. Mm. Of course, it all sounds great. It's all going to be in the execution, though. Yes. yes. So, I'm really interested to to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Fallout IP, love that universe, and the the models for this game look fantastic. Yeah, very true to the uh, source material as well. Yeah. I have to admit, I'm not. Uh, I've I've never really played the Fallout games, but I know they have a massive following already. So yeah. this, in theory, should be a hit. 
right? Yeah. But like you say, all in the execution. Yeah, and I and, think the same goes for um, the Song of Ice and Fire. Ah, you beat me too. Well. I was I was just gonna segue into that. Ah, myself. yeah, ah. I love a segue. Yeah, it, race to the segue. But that that again, it looks really cool. Yeah, uh, cool mini or not. Uh, behind it, uh, we've got uh, the starter pack is gonna be uh, Lannisters versus Starks. Yep, I think they've and already. You've, got, you've backed it. I have backed it, so it's it should be on our way. We should be getting our copy in August, I think. Yeah. It has been delayed a bit, but I don't mind that so much if it means that the quality is going to be better. But they, they've allegedly already got plans to do a next the next box set, which is going to be the Night's Watch versus the Wildlings. No, oh. yeah, that sounds cool. Which is that quite it's cool. another interesting one. Again, stunning looking miniatures. Um, we, we've been chatting to a couple of people that have managed to play it mm. already, and I think they said that the non-combat stuff is a bit strange yeah but well, it's very things. different yeah. isn't it um one of the things i heard is that cersei lannister brings back dead fighters not sure how that works well, like flavor wise well yeah gregor clegane did she did she do that though well, under her authority uh okay aye all right but at the same time let's... charlotte worked it out we got the <laughs> yeah okay very good Given us a showing up, but that, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to giving that a go as well. Yeah, and it'll, and it'll, the, again, they're trying something a little bit different with the non-combat units. But I've thought about this, and essentially, the non-combat units is that not really like command abilities and spells in Age of Sigmar? Maybe I don't know quite how it's gonna yeah play out. Play, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll see. If nothing else, it's nice to see. Game of Thrones minis. Yes. And I'm inevitably going to be playing the Lan- uh, the Lannisters. Yeah. Because I'm blonde-haired and I'm a bit of a prick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, no argument from yeah. me there. There we are. Yeah. There we are. Rightio. Um, so, I, and I think maybe just to wrap up, um, I'm going to repeat my cheesy end note from my vlog. In that the the one I think I'm probably going to be most excited about is the one I'm not expecting. Oh, oh, don't do so that! Come wanky. on, that's not wanky at all. What are you on about? It's true. No, I'm joking. But it's it true. is it, it is true. Like yeah. uh, you, oh, it's, che- it's cheesy, but it's true. It, it almost always, whenever we go at these things, it's uh, the game I'd never heard a thing about, yep. and then I show uh, I, it. I see it, and it just grabs my attention. Football Rivals. Football Rivals was the example I used. Well, yeah, Glasgow Games Festival, it was Spyfall for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that had just come out at Essen. I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that that's the one I'm looking forward to. And just catching up with some people that we've... Uh, we, we're going to be entering the Shadespire Grand Clash. Oh, we are, yeah. We should yeah. mention that. Please go easy on us. Yeah, probably. Because I think this is the this will be the first proper organised play thing. I'm going to get go. my teeth kicked in. Yeah. I, I just know it. Yeah. You will know us by our T-shirts, but also by our now oversized hoodies as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're a bit big. I haven't tried mine on yet. Like, how big? Um, they're, they're not too big. They're just fairly... Comfy. Okay. <laughs> we want them to be comfy because yeah. we're going to be spending a lot of time in them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. True. So, yes, if you if you see yourself uh, across the table from a chap in the Unlucky Frog 
t-shirt, please, please spare us. Be gentle. Be gentle. Be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> and on that weird note, yeah. uh, we're going to draw this episode to a close. So, guys, thank you very much for listening, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you at UK Games yes. Eskimo. UK Games Eskimo. Eskimo. U- the UK, UK Games, Games Eskimo. UK Games Escapade. Yeah, the Expo, if you will. The UK Games Expo. Uh, otherwise, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night. Bye. F- finessed as always. Yeah. <laughs> we are Unlucky Frog Gaming, and I am Ben. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support by giving us money through the Unlucky Frog Patreon. And be sure to check out our website, unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. Thank you.